0: Hey everybody, this is Stephanie Goss and I'm coming at you with another episode of the Uncharted Podcast. This week on the podcast, Andy and I had so much fun diving into a question from the mailbag about how do we do reviews that don't suck. Now, fair warning, we did this episode right after I had just done a session at VMX on uh, performance reviews and things that are better than a performance review, so I was super fired up Andy got fired up as well there's some soapbox moments a lot of fun and we talk about the mailbag question which was what are some of the most or effective and or best uh questions that should be asked on a performance review who should be answering those questions and should management get reviewed too this was a lot of fun let's get into it
1: and now the uncharted podcast And we are back. It's me, Dr. Andy Rourke and the one and only Stephanie.
0: I made you look God. <laughs> I'll make you look. Oh, uh, you actually did your job that time. I did. I, I
1: remember. <laughs> I was I was like, what song? We're talking about we're talking about reviews, performance reviews today. And I was like, that's a, that kind of fits. Also, my eleven year old daughter is very into the Megan Trainor song I made you I look. Was,
0: I was gonna so, say, is that play regularly of,
1: at your house? There's, oh yeah, it plays regularly, and there's lots of strong eye contact and dance moves, like uh, like, <laughs> like like it plays, and she just locks eyes with me and breaks it down, and I'm like, what is this? Like, if what do you is have? This?
0: If you have not seen the Instagram uh, reel, I think it's called, I'm like not so not, I need a social <laughs> media lesson from Tyler and Kelsey. I don't With know what TikToks. any of the things are called. Yeah. It's, I'm not on TikTok, so I know it's not, no, <laughs> it's not on TikTok. But if you have not seen the video on Instagram of Kevin Bacon and his daughter d- doing a dance to that song, you have got to watch it. Oh, I have watched I it like that. probably 25 times. It makes me smile so big every time oh, i watch okay. it like when i need to smile i'm like well let's watch kevin bacon dance, dance yeah. to this cuz it is if you especially if you're a parent i think you'll find it funny it's it oh, was okay. hilarious to me
1: i um man i i have a resolution for the new year that i've, I've been keeping so far oh. um, i this is, i know this are, you gonna, are you going to are you going to
0: join TikTok?
1: No that is oh. definitely not that's the resolution <laughs> I, a be- lot of people I've been hoping for I,
0: I thought you were about to make Tenacious Day and we're oh, gonna yeah. have an announcement Crocker on the broadcast. Like,
1: you need to do TikTok. And I'm like, I don't hold your breath. Um, okay. Not TikTok. But what, no, is your, what is your resolution? It's, actually, it's the opposite of TikTok. My I my resolution, I'm not kidding in this, but my resolution for twenty twenty three is to be more bored. Okay. Like, not boring, not more boring, <laughs> but more bored. And um, Okay. And yeah, and I mean that because um I I I noticed about myself that I sort of seek constant distraction. You know what I mean? And I listen to a lot of podcasts. I generally I have a bunch of podcasts I listen to. I listen to audio books. Uh-huh. I, I I'm always reading multiple books. Yeah. And and that's not Bad. In fact, most people are like, "Oh, that's really good because you know it's 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 not junk, but I you know I'm feeding right. my brain and blah, blah blah." But Stephanie, what I what I realized about myself at the end of the year was like I kind of live in this perpetually sort of distracted state. Like I'm always listening to something, I'm always sure. thinking about something, I'm always doing something, and I don't know that that's I don't know that that's I think it's contrary to being present in the moment in a lot of Ways, and so what I mean when I say that is, I found that uh, it's been my my resolution so far is just not have my phone in my hand all the time, or or even on my body, and and to like to not put my my headphones in whenever I have a moment. And so, like I I like to wash the dishes and listen to podcasts, right? You know, or, or listen to audiobook. But I decided it's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna take a break from doing that for a little while. And what I found is that when I don't have my headphones in and I'm washing the dishes. My kids come and talk to me. Yeah. And they don't come and talk to me when my head my headphones are in. Yeah. And and my wife walks in and she doesn't say anything, but I'm just standing there washing dishes and so I say, "How was your day?" And and I'm genuinely asking, not just like perfunctory greeting, but like, "How's your day?" And so I've found that I'm having these conversations and 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 I'll go I'll go walk the dog and I won't listen to my audiobook or I, I won't make a phone call, you know, just to talk. I'll just walk, and I, I feel like I get good time just to think, and then the neighbors come out and talk to me, and so I'm talking right. to the neighbors now, and I'm like, I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks, but I just, I feel like I'm really connecting to people in a lot of ways, and and I think I f- do feel like my level of mental fatigue has kind of gone down, but, but I just say that because uh, my daughter has been dancing at me a lot. <laughs> But it's because I'm goofing. I'm just there and I'm goofing off and I'm not doing anything and she'll start dancing and you know what I mean? And then it just kind of turns into this thing. Yeah.
0: But it doesn't do turn into when
1: I'm on my phone. And so I don't know. It's just, uh, it's kind of, it's just when we were talking about, about dancing fathers and daughters, it made me kind of think about being bored.
0: I like it. I well, like it.
1: It, I, it was funny though. I had this thought as far as, you know, we're talking about, uh, about sort of performance evaluations and stuff. And so, uh, I was I was in the I was in the kitchen and I I had my headphones out and I was just washing dishes, and my wife came in. And we were talking, and I said something about you know trying to be more bored, and she was like, "Oh, is, so like, is that why you don't wear your headphones?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "You know, I think it's really great that you're doing that." And I was like, "Ah, oh, well, thanks for saying it." She was like, "I hated when you had your headphones all the time. <laughs> like, it made me so mad." What, 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 what? And it was funny because my language of appreciation is like affirmation. Like that's my love language, affirmation. Uh-huh. And so tell me that I'm doing something good and you'll make me really happy. It's funny because I felt really happy. And then I felt really not happy. <laughs> and I just wonder how much positive feedback is given on the way to negative feedback. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> a like, lot. Oh, I really love how you handled that client. Usually you're kind of a jerk. And, you know, it's the it's the poop sandwich. It is. It is. It's like and it's like it's the poop sandwich, but like it's just like without a top bun. It's like, oh, I, and I, I wonder how many of us are like, I'm saying something nice and he seems really appreciative. Now's my chance to say the the mean thing or or just the critical thing. Now's my chance to be critical because I said this nice thing. And I'm like, how much maturity does it take to say the nice thing? And then not say the critical thing that you have in your pocket and just be done. And it's I think that's really funny. But I was just <laughs> I was just thinking about it when I was like, Oh, speaking of performance reviews. Uh, I just got one from my wife. <laughs> I got one from my wife. That sounded like praise and then quickly turned into, let me tell you how I hate when you wear your headphones wash oh, dishes. Oh
0: so, uh, so
1: funny. <laughs> Just not wrong but it just all the joy from her initial praise of my resolution just went right down the toilet
0: so it's funny that you say that because we've been fighting that we've been we've been fighting the same thing both of the kids uh are um and they're they're same as you like they're they're listening to audiobooks they're reading mm-hmm. um they're listening to podcasts and they're they're good really smart kids and they they listen to like they're they share stuff with me and i'm like i i didn't even know that like that's history at it like Mm -hmm. like they constantly teach me things and at the same time like it has totally it totally bugs me that they're constantly have an earbud in or have their headphones on and we all will be in the same room we're sharing space but like we're all listening to something separated so on new year's I intentionally like put my phone down and took took my ears out. And I was like, hey, you two tiny people, like let's have a conversation about um, you know, about what we want to do this year. And so mm-hmm. uh, we did some, we did some like bucket listing and some, some goal setting, but it came about like we were talking about things that we wanted to learn this year. And um, I told uh, the kids one of my goals for, for myself this year, which was to work on, work on my fluency in Irish. Um, so I lived in Ireland and taught um, high school there and taught in a bilingual uh, school. Mm-hmm. And so I can read a decent amount, but my conversational Irish has never been great. Um, and I would love to improve that because I really want to take the kids uh, to Ireland and and have them be able to uh, see all of my old haunts and all of that kind of stuff. And so uh, that was a goal that I set for myself. And I t- was talking to them about, like, in, about languages and they both were telling me they have... And I was kind of surprised. They were like, I want to also learn a second language and my daughter was like i want to become fluent uh in asl and i've been teaching her asl since she was little um and she actually has quite a good grasp on it honestly her skills uh and fluency is surpassing mine at this point but she was like i want to actually be able to like Mm -hmm. converse with people and have total conversations and my my son was like i i want i want to learn russian and i was like what (laughs) <laughs> where, did the, where did that okay like where did that come from and and he was like but really he's like i think that i actually want to learn mandarin he's like because it is one of the most commonly used yeah. languages in the in the whole world and he starts yeah. spouting off about statistics and like being able to converse with people and and i was like this is this is great um and so we were talking about different ways to learn language and i i was telling them that i've been using an app and they had have been wa- they've been quietly watching me apparently the last three days uh because i started using a language app and was doing my 15 minutes a day and like sitting there and practicing. And last night I come in the front room and they both have their headphones in and I'm like, Oh, not again. And I, but I stopped for a second. They're both freaking working on languages. Cool. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, this is awesome.
1: That's really cool. That's very, very cool.
0: I like it. So yeah, so, I, I, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a fan.
1: The, the takeaway is there's a balance, right? Uh-huh. It's about, it's, it is about intentionally doing things and using your time. And then also making some space yeah. to just kind of unplug. And so I need to. Like I said I'm not saying I'm giving up podcasts. Like I enjoy that stuff, but I think I'm going to be more intentional about when I am listening to audiobooks and when I am intentionally not listening to audiobooks. And being I'm just being bored. And so that's well, it. let's
0: let's talk about intentions a little yes. bit because. Oh we got a mailbag question about employee reviews and it's really funny because we're recording this by the time this comes out uh i will have already uh vmx will be done and over but i'm actually speaking at vmx with our friend megan brashear and we're doing uh, a session about employee uh evaluations and so i was really excited for us to talk about this on the podcast yeah (laughs) <laughs> I can't I can't wait. Uh and Megan is so fun. It's gonna be a great session. She's amazing.
1: She's um, she's an absolutely amazing person.
0: Oh, she she she's is. So and we both have we both feel passionately about this subject. So I'm super, uh, super excited. But we got a question in the mailbag um about being effective uh with reviews. And specifically they were asking about questions that are effective for being uh, asked, but they were also specifically asking about who should answer questions on a review? Like, how do you get the best overall yeah. picture of an employee? And then they were also asking, should management be reviewed? Like, as a manager, should I be getting an annual review? And if so, who should be reviewing me? And I just thought it was a great collection of questions that could go in, uh, in your and I's hands could go in a million different ways. But I just thought this would be such a fun one to talk about on the podcast.
1: Yeah, this is hard. This is hard, uh-huh. and I'm I'm not sure how we're going to talk about this exactly, because it's like, um, where do we talk about what should be, and where do we talk about wh- just what is and making the best of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if someone said, I want to eat ice cream for all three meals and uh, a hot fudge and caramel on top. Which flavor of ice cream should I have for breakfast? And you're like, I think we should back up past the what flavor should <laughs> I have for breakfast and talk about the should underlying we, plan. Should we eat
0: ice cream for like, all three You know what I mean?
1: It's like, what, like I don't know if that made any sense at all, but that's how I feel when people are like, what question should we ask in this yeah. annual evaluation? I'm uh-huh. like, what flavor of ice cream should we have under the chocolate syrup at breakfast? And I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, how did that we get is-
0: here? Such a great analogy. I love it Good. so much. I was like,
1: this could just lo- spin wildly out of control. But that's how I feel. I'm like, I feel like I got the- swept up I- somewhere along the way. I and now we're because- in this bad place asking the, the final question. You know? Well,
0: because people get frustrated because I get asked this question a lot as as a manager yeah. and as oh, someone yeah. who who speaks as a manager in our in our industry. I get asked this question a lot or a lot of should questions about reviews. And yeah. if you have listened to the podcast, you know that Andy and I both feel like should is a very dangerous word. Yeah. Um <laughs> and my question back to them is what's the point? What what are you why are you doing a review? Like what are you trying to do with it? Yes. Because that will shape the answer, um, or the opinion, uh, that, that you get. Well, and the, you know, the, the why has to be at the forefront of this question. And I feel like the why is almost always the afterthought. Oh, completely. And like, it's the it how does, that's the it, first question. It does it, it
1: exactly. Right. How do you do this? And, yeah. and, and, and not the question of, are you, why are, Why do you want to do this? Right. And what is the point? And right. it, doesn't, it doesn't shape how you do it. It completely defines yes. how you do it. And yes. so when people say, what question should I ask? My response to them is, what do you want to know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what is the purpose of this right. exercise? And they're yes. like, I don't know, to perform an evaluation. I'm like, well, then ask whatever you want. Because someone like, told me that I had to check a box once yeah. a year. If okay. The point is to perform a review, ask whatever the hell you want. Like, you know, like and just and then yeah. and then you know, and and really this is a scheduling exercise. But on the schedule, wait yeah. until the time has <laughs> passed and the person has appeared and then you're done. And that's it. You have performed the review and and that and that's it. But yeah. and I'm not I'm not kidding. And again, no? I, this is where I go off the rails. of like <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing what are we doing here yes and so anyway but 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 as we know there are some people who are like i am required to do this evaluation yes. and so now uh, cocky cocky mick just tell me <laughs> now that i have to do this what do i ask but my, but is... my answer is still the same what do you what do you want to know and yep. what are you? What is? What are you trying to accomplish? And so yes. I don't believe that there is a right way to do an evaluation because there's not a right goal you should be aiming for. the The questions I would ask you, Stephanie Goss, if we sat down together and I was going to do your employee evaluation, they're night and day different from what I would ask Maria Parita, who works with us as well. And like, you're both wonderful and you both have kind of similar jobs or do kind of similar things, but you're in wildly different places in your development and in your skill sets and in what your interests are and where you're going and how you're developing and what's important to you and who you interact with. And you know, and like all of those things are going to dictate what I would ask you in an evaluation. And that's not even taking into the fact of or the idea of is a once a year evaluation a good idea as a format? And I go, well no. But
0: <laughs> well But inside
1: but inside of it I would it would be very different.
0: I think I think because your answer speaks To that answer speaks to why you would give us evaluations in the first place. So, the why for you would be to have a developmental conversation and talk about goals, and the vehicle would be asking us different questions based on who we are, what our interests are, where we are in our career, what we're working on. You are when, when you give that answer, you are looking at it from that perspective. And when it comes to employee reviews as a whole, a vast majority of managers and business owners are taught to and or choose to look at it as a box that has to be checked, number yeah. one, something that has to be done on a prescribed timeline, number two, and is being done. The why is documentation- to cover their ass. Yes. Really. Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah. Or to figure out how to pay their people. Yes. Both of those yep. two things are inherently stupid and <laughs> messed up systems that I am absolutely against. Yes. And so like it is a wild soapbox for me. And it's funny because Megan and I got together and we're talking about our session for Fux. And she's like, How do you feel? How do you feel about annual performance reviews? And I was like, Oh, okay, you just cracked. <laughs> Like, you just handed me a soapbox yeah <laughs> like
1: Let like 10 feet you. high
0: and said climb up <laughs> 45 <laughs>
1: minutes later you stopped talking and she was like well that's our presentation then I, right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you that
0: question and then I'll go have lunch and you'll just go off um, but but no but really like that is it is really unfortunate because it's it's le- like it is it is left over from where uh industry and work and employment started in the stone ages and that that is one of those things that has not progressed anywhere near along with wages well, anywhere near the rate of inflation right like we haven't changed this process we're still trying to apply this process that has been used forever and ever and ever to what we're doing now well and a lot of a lot of it is
1: driven you said this before a lot of it's just it's just driven by hr yep. like you if you're a corporation or and i mean corporation in a make sense you'd, you'd be a small business, right? Um especially your employment lawyer will tell you Great. you should be evaluating people and documenting their documenting. performance because, yeah, th- yep. th- this is required. So anyway, I, the frustration, it's not real frustration, but but a little bit, that you hear is, I'm super pragmatic. I, I want to get things done. And th- the idea of having an annual evaluation or even like these scheduled sort of e- formal evaluations, I go, I think they're largely counterproductive to actually growing human beings and leaders and developing people. But I get that. Again, I think it's an HR liability legal thing. And then also, it's a way when people say, we want to give raises and we want to give raises and we need a formal structure to do that that, that feels fair and, and in some way objective. Then evaluations uh, and some sort of formal grading scales come, come into that. And so, I'm not saying don't do them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't do them. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that the way they're they're usually put forward is not only not super helpful, it's often counterproductive. It drives anxiety levels and cortisol levels through the roof. It makes people really uncomfortable it's um
0: the team hates it they're driven they're driven by anxiety the managers hate it because who wants to spend sometimes i will tell you having run bigger practices who wants to spend three to four weeks of their life trying to think back on the last year for my entire team and actually make that actionable and individual it's an impossible task and it gives everybody anxiety yeah
1: yeah, I, I yeah I, I agree. that's that's kind of our general our general philosophy on uh on on evaluations. Um, the the better way. So so here's what here's what should happen in Andy's magical world that doesn't exist. Okay. In Andy's magical world that doesn't exist, <laughs> you would you would talk to your people in an ongoing basis, and you would trust them. And when they did things that were good, you would say, hey, that was really great. And mm-hmm. you would not say it on your way to telling them what they <laughs> had done
0: before that you didn't like. It would um, be a complete full sentence. It would be a You complete... did this thing and it was wonderful. Thank you. Exactly. It wouldn't even be a full sentence. It would be a full interaction. Like that would right. be the
1: stop. And then we would leave. We would go to other places <laughs> and, and stop communicating for a certain okay. amount of time. All right. Like, but we would tell them what they did that was good, and then when there was room for improvement or we as a mentor or colleague saw a place where they could develop, we would say, hey, I noticed that you did this thing. Can I give you some feedback on it? Or, hey, this is what you did really well. This is what I need you to work on going forward. Can you do that for me? And that's the whole interaction there. It's not, here's nine things, and here's a running history. It's, hey, I saw this go down, did you see it? Do you agree that that's kind of what happened? Let me tell you what the perception was. You know, looking at it from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, can you do that differently next time? Mm-hmm. And and you just give them the feedback right then, not with a pen and paper in your hand, not in a scary way, like with the door closed. You just say, "Hey, I need you to work on this. You're you you are really good at this thing. This is what I need you to to work on going forward." Mm-hmm. Um. And then and then you go on with your life and you don't treat them like a pariah. You don't avoid talking to them for the rest of the day. You just say it and then they go, OK, and then you go on. And ideally, when you, the boss, say something that hurts their feelings, they say, hey, yesterday when you said this, it, really, it, it hurt my feelings. And you'll say, I'm sorry, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, full stop. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. That that makes sense that you would hear it that way. That's not how I intended it, but I understand that's that's how how you how you heard it. I'm sorry, I'll do that differently next time. And that's how this whole thing should work. And doesn't that isn't that sound like a beautiful, wonderful place to be?
0: Like, does that yes. make sense? Yes, it totally does. And then it leads to the question of, well, if we're doing that, what is the what is the point? Because it's still asked the question, what's the point of having a review? structure and yeah. i would argue that in that hallucinatory world mm-hmm. there is true power the power gets unlocked um in in the in terms of the employee review because then you have the ability to say let's look at where we've been let's review the journey, right? Mm-hmm. The word review means let's look back, right? So mm-hmm. what is the look back? Where did we start the year? Where did we end the year? And you have the ability to look at it in the context of the the good and the challenges. And what I mean by the challenges is what progress did we make on the challenges? Not these are the things you screwed up and it feels punitive, but these were the challenges you had, and this is how you overcame those challenges. This is the progress you made around those challenges. So it is forward, f- it is positive, it is positive, and it is forward focused in the sense of what are we going to continue doing to continue to, to change this or or improve, right? And so for me, when people ask me this question, like I ask them, what's, what's the point? What are you trying to do there? Because for me, I as an employee want to exist in Andy's hallucinatory kind of world where the review process and the structure from an HR sense exist to support exist to support an employee driven process where mm-hmm. I am engaged in my work, where I get to set goals, where I get to have conversations with you, Andy, that says, hey, this is a thing I'm super interested in. This is why I'm interested in in it and why I think it can benefit me and why I think it can benefit the company. And we have had those conversations and then we're monitoring the progress of that work, right? Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of review process I want to be a part of. I hate feeling like I have a system and a structure and I have to check the boxes. And I recognize that my, myself included, um, in both private and corporate practice, the expectation was set that this is a box you're going to check and you're going to yeah. check it once a year. And in a lot for a lot of my career, it was tied to money and it was tied to evaluations, mm-hmm. uh, pay evaluations for the team. And that is the thing that I hate more than anything. Um, and I won't soapbox because I could do a whole episode on that alone. <laughs> I'm not yeah. alone, but I recognize that that is a structure that I'll, that a lot of people have to live within. And so I think, um, you know, that's really like asking the question of what is the point? What are we trying to achieve so that we can manage expectations? as best we can is the best possible thing we can do when it comes to reviews. Yeah.
1: I, I just like the term evaluation and I think you're you're hitting around that as well. I don't want to I don't want to be evaluated like a way judged measured. Yep. Um, yep. I, I don't I don't like I don't like that. Because yep. um, it, well, it puts the power it, it, in somebody else's hands. Exactly right. Like you, Stephanie Goss are going to tell me my worth in some way in, in like I, yep. I and, and it's not yeah it's it's like there's a judge, but yep. no, but no no ability for me to say, well, this is what was going on or this is the context in which I made decisions or this is what's going on in my personal life. like I, I, just, I and again, I know I'm it a little bit far, but not really I, it's just I don't like that term evaluation. I like you know you and I do a lot of work with uh with leaders at Banfield, and they talk they di- they have their PDP, which is their personal development plan, and I'm like, I will hundred percent show up for my development plan meeting where we talk about what I have done, what I'm doing well and what I could do in the future or how I could grow and develop going forward. Yeah. I'm much more on board with that meeting than we're going to evaluate your performance in the last year and tell you your worth.
0: Well, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people wrestle with because for a, for a lot of companies that was that was the structure Sure. um, that was the structure in theory for me in the corporate environment that i that I worked in. And at the same time, it was still tied to my compensation. It was still tied to it was still the evaluation. and and to your point, I think a lot of a lot of people try and combat the evaluation by saying, well, we're going to have a self-assessment as part of this. So yeah. you get a voice and you get a say. And most of the time, that voice and that say isn't really factored in to to balancing out the scale and equaling out the scale it's they're they're giving you the chance to to say what you have to say but how much of that is weighted into into your score and so i think it's i think this the system and the structure is inherently flawed and it's something that i love to fight against in terms of veterinary medicine but the whole point of the podcast is like, okay, yep. what, what, how do we actually make this actionable? What do we do with yeah. it? And there's two sides to this. One is the place where you get to live in Andy's hallucinatory world because there are people who are the boss or who are sure. um, in a position where their practice owner says, I don't care what you do as long as you do it and you get to make it all up. That's the best seat to be in because you get to ask the question, what's the point? What are we trying to do here? What, are, what questions are we trying to answer? And you get to make it up. Or you're in the camp where there is a structure, you maybe don't have say in it, and you still have to do the thing. And so then how do you make it the most, least anxiety-driven for you and for your team? And how do you make it the most effective within the constraints that are placed upon you? Here's, here's what I want to do. Let's take a break
1: here. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about, given the constraints that we're in, let's talk about how let's talk about how we do this. Let's talk about great. like great. We've told you what we think. That doesn't change the fact that it has to get done. Let's let's come back and let's talk about how to do it. But one thing I do want to say just before I forget, uh, I think we need to separate the idea of compensation tied to evaluations. That it's too big. That's too much. It's too big to, the to whole sort through. Box. You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole, the whole other box. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to, so we're going to put aside anything about how compensation is tied to evaluate, just how do you do evaluations that don't suck? That's our kay. plan. All right. Okay. I like it.
0: Have you done it yet? Have you headed over to the Uncharted website? The one that's at unchartedvet.com forward slash events. And have you clicked on that link for the April conference? If you haven't, friends, you need to head over and click on that link and then you need to hit the register button because I want to see you with us in sunny Greenville, South Carolina in less than 80 days. We are going to be diving deep into tackling internal communications this spring. We want to talk about how do we improve our communications amongst our teams in a whole myriad of ways. How do we uh, how do we set boundaries? How do we have conversations about affordability of pet care and communications? outwardly towards our clients. As a result, how do we use language and maybe think about changing some of the language we're using to have better communication as a team? Just previews of some of the awesome stuff that we're going to be talking about. So if you haven't done the thing, if you haven't put your fingers to your keyboard and typed unchartedvet.com forward slash events, go do it now because I have hugs waiting for you in Greenville and you should not miss out on this. And now back to the podcast. All right,
1: so we are back. Let's go ahead and start to lay this thing down. Um okay. Now, though, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this chronologically. And okay. So I, I said before the break, here's Andy's fantasy world where we give feedback on an ongoing yes. basis. Um, do that, do that thing, and the fact that you have to do an annual evaluation, um, uh, that should not change. It's not like, well, I'm not going to give feedback in the moment because they're going to get it later on. We We all know the idea of giving someone feedback on something they did three months ago is dumb.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. I think the trick that a lot of us miss, myself included, for a really long time was that I would give that feedback and then I wouldn't document it. And so then if you are doing some sort of evaluation structure, then you sit down and you're like, I don't. Remember what happened over the last year, but I remember the last thing they did that annoyed me. And that's what we focus on, right? Like it's the whatever, that's how our human brains are conditioned to look at that negative. So the trick is that documentation. So when you get in, it's not, you're not going to write every little thing down, but you have to have a system for yourself as a leader and as a manager to capture the big things, good and challenging, and document it on an ongoing basis. There's a million ways to do this. Um, I use Notion. I
1: I love the app Notion. Um, it's just a great brainstorming app. I'm not talking about sharing with a team. I have it for myself. Yep. I have a team gallery. It has all of my people, and they have their pictures there, and it has their contact information, and it has personal things that I want to remember about them, their birthdays, spouse names, kids names, things like that that I'm like, I want to just make sure I have all this stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, for each one of them, when I have an interaction with them or something, and, and I do it when they, when they crush it too. And that's a right. big point I want to make is do not go around and record all the bad stuff and ignore yes. the good stuff. And, th- and yes. then you're like, what's this evaluation about? And you look back, and you have all the crap, all the bad stuff, all the bad days. Don't be that person. Yeah. When they do something great, Write it down, and when they do something that needs to be corrected, or something you want to work on, or an ongoing pattern of behavior, jot that down. But the big thing with this is have, just have a system, and, and and honestly, I make sure it's on your phone, and like so, and I say your phone because you're gonna think about it when you're in, you know, uh, when you're at the post office, and you're like, oh man, that was really great, and when you get that idea of that person, I what they just said was really kind. Pull your phone out. Jot the date down. Jot down what you saw, you know, and and then when you come around to the end of the year, you're like, hey, look, there's a couple things I just want to call out. You know, I uh, one of the things that I admire most about you is this characteristic, and yes. I saw it uh, multiple times through the year. I remember uh, on this date, I saw it here, on this date I saw it here, and this date I saw it here. And people go, oh wow, you really have been paying attention. Um, We always think that we're going to remember things. No, you're not. You're not going to remember it. you got to have a system to write it down. The evaluation doesn't happen at the evaluation. It should be working throughout the whole year to build a fair and helpful picture of what we're trying to do.
0: Right? I do uh, very similar, except for I am the kind of person where I have to, I have to actually write it. So I use a remarkable tablet. And I it's basically like a digital notebook. And every uh, when I when I was uh, at the practice, I had a folder for the practice. And there was a folder for the team. And just like you with notion, everybody had their own notebook. And I would write it down and you can index the pages. It's like it's super cool. It's one of my favorite work tools, but it has to be something where you are recording it on an ongoing basis, whether it's your your phone or hand handwriting. Um, but remembering if you're handwriting things, that's what I love about The Remarkable is that I can then digitally upload it because so many of our hospitals are using HR software. And the last thing you want to have to do is write it down for yourself in multiple places, or then have to spend the time uploading it to the place where it's the supposed to go. So looking at your own individual hospital and your own individual systems and figuring out how do I organize yeah. this in a way that is not, I have to go unlock a cabinet, pull out Andy's employee file, find the section, and then insert my page here. Like that yeah. should not be your, your system.
1: Yeah. And so so start your system way in advance and start yeah. gathering information. So you have real examples. The other thing to do at the same time, probably even before that is figure out what you're doing here. What's yeah. the point of this evaluation? Is it I'm going to bring my employees together so they all know what I think of them? That's that's arrogant and stupid and, and not helpful. Like, yeah. who cares what you think of them? You know, like, is it so that you can reap justice upon them and all the people who got away with things will be held accountable? That's a terrible, twisted system. Is it so that I can help mentor them And help them grow and help them enjoy their time here and help them be more successful in their career and where they want to go. Yes. I mean, that's for me, this thing is the point of the evaluations. It's not for me. If I have a problem, I'm going to call you or I'm going to walk up to you and I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, You know, and that's that's how I'm going to handle it. And and it will get handled. And so if we're going to have this sit down meeting, it's not because I need something, because if I needed something, I would have told you about it already. It's so that I can help you to be happy here and to grow. Because I really feel like as leaders, we have a personal responsibility to try to grow the people underneath us. Yes. And sometimes that means we grow them and they outgrow us and like yes. make us. That's. I think that that's a good problem to have. That means you're doing good in the world. And so, and, what are we what are we trying to do here? And yeah. and you can't get you can't hold a meeting if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah, and I, for me, that is the place that I settled that allowed me to sleep at night as a manager was to say, okay, even if I have a system and a structure and I have to live within this, my own personal drive for reviews was to look at, how can i help grow this person what are their goals what do they what do they want and so for me it was about making it um goal driven in whatever form that took with an individual employee because it actually allowed me a lot of freedom and flex- flexibility to say well this person has professional development goals like they want to become a certified tech or they like maybe there was something that they were working on that fit the ladder developmentally but it also allowed me the freedom and flexibility to take the people on my team who were like i don't actually know what i want to do or i really love my job i don't want to grow and yet i like i don't want to grow up the ladder but like, I still want to learn. Maybe it's about, I want to learn how to be. um, I mean, I had one of my team members who was a CSR and she was older. And when we sat, I remember the first time we sat down and she said to me, she's like, I'm probably going to cry. And she's like, but I, my goal, you asked me what my goal was going to be for myself in this next year. And she's like, I want to learn how to get faster with the computer she's like because I feel like I'm always holding everybody up and it was so funny because you know everybody looked at her through that lens of she was the older person who didn't Mm -hmm. love the computers and she saw that in herself and wanted to fix that and it took huge you know huge cojones for her to say that and and be vulnerable and I was like oh my gosh we can totally help you with that like yeah. that's a great that's a great goal it benefits you because it's something that you want and you desire but it also benefits the team as a whole hell yeah let's come up with some goals around that and a plan to help you get better yeah and what does better mean to you how do we define that like it gives you that flexibility as a manager and that was that was where i kind of sat with the whole process is like how can we make this about where do people want to grow yeah, I, I, I love it.
1: I think there's three pieces to what we put into this evaluation, right? Okay. So so when I'm putting it together and I go, what, what's going to happen in this evaluation? So I've got, I've generally got an idea of what I'm trying to accomplish. I, I've i been hopefully documenting behaviors uh, that I want to talk about or things that I feel like are, are capstone uh, yep. moments for this person throughout the year. Three things. Number one, the questions to ask that I, what I'm trying to figure out what they are. Because I can't tell you what they are because they're different for everybody. Maybe, sure. What do I, Andy Rourke, as the leader, what do I want or need to know so that I can help this person to grow and develop? Okay. So like, w- what are those questions? What do I need to understand so that I can better serve you as a manager, as a boss, as a leader, mm-hmm. right? As, as a grower and mentor of people. Um, what do you
0: love about your job? What do you find most challenging about your job? What wh- feels like the biggest success you've had in the last
1: whatever exactly. time period. Oh, and remember, I love I love positive inquiry. What when you think back on the last year, what have been the highlights for you? Yeah. What do you what, are, what is your when you think about the best day that you can remember working here? What was it? Tell me about the best. Tell me about your dream day. And again, I'm trying to figure out what you love. You yeah. know why? Because if I know what you love, I can open up doors for you. I can put you in positions. I can give you opportunities that are going to make you happy. As right. opposed to being like, we've all seen things where, where you're like, I'm going to give this person an opportunity. And they're like, why did you punish me this way? <laughs>
0: I didn't want that opportunity. I know this is the worst <laughs> thing ever.
1: You know, like, I just, yeah. I've, had people, I've had people on our team. I'm like, hey, I <laughs> you, you're going to do a one hour presentation at the conference. And they're like, what did I do to you? Well, uh-huh. I thought you, I, was, I, I, I mean, I, you've got great things to share and I thought you would, and they're crying and like, I'm, okay. anyway, all right, what do I need to know okay. so that I can support you? Um, okay. If I was getting evaluated, what would I want to have happen? It's uh-huh. the golden rule. And right. so people are like, what, what should we ask in the evaluation? I would say, I don't know. If you were getting evaluated, what would you hope that they asked you or what would they, what would you want to be asked? Yeah. And then, bam, and that's it. So part of it is give the evaluation that you would like to have. And that doesn't mean from a, you know, grading uh, standpoint, but it's like, well, I don't know. Evaluation should benefit the employee. They shouldn't be a punishment they have to go through. And yeah. so what, gold, it's the golden rule. What would you, if you were them, what would you hope happens at this evaluation? Um, and and then number three, um, what would be beneficial to that actual person. And that involves asking them before the evaluation, hey, is there anything that you're hoping to talk about at the evaluation? Is there anything that you're looking for? Is there anything that you're going to want to discuss about the coming year? And ask them. And they might be like, oh, I would like to talk more about opportunities for me to learn new skills that I don't have. And I would say, great I will look around. I will be top of mind for me. Um, maybe I'll ha- I'll try to get some ideas. And then you can come and we'll discuss that then. And then when they say, hey, in this evaluation, in the next year, I would really like to do more of this. I'm not flat-footed. I've got some ideas. So I'm like, cool. Tell me more about what that means. And I can at least know what, what they're going to be interested in. And just yep. do a little, a little pre-thought on what questions do I have for them? Um, what do I need to understand to be supportive there? So, anyway, just to summarize. Um, what do I as the what do I need to support this person? What do I need to know? If I was this person, what would I want to have happen? And then number three, just straight up asking them, what do you hope to get out of this meeting? And ask them ahead of time so that I can incorporate that into their evaluation. And I feel like if you ask yourself those three questions and you find that you you can figure out what questions to ask so that can get you what you need between those three things, you've got a multi-hour. <laughs> evaluation session that you're never going to be able to get through anyway
0: oh yeah i i um so the format that i ultimately kind of settled on for myself and this is every you have to make you have to find what works for you for me it was splitting it into three parts as well the first was where have we been so the look back and Mm. and when i say that our our natural human brain wiring is to go to uh to go to the negative a lot of the time and like what were the what were the things that stand out well the things that stand out are the client who came into the lobby and got shouty right because that's a that's an event that triggered our brain Mm -hmm. and so we when we look back we often look for those negative things and so my own challenge for myself was that if i was going to put anything on the look back list that was constructive, um, or was a challenge for every one of those, I had to have four other positive landmarks. So a five, uh, four to one rule. Um, so for every five things that I looked back at, four of them had to be positive. And I mean, really solid, concrete um, examples, not just, oh, I said one negative thing. So now I have to come up with four good things to out to outweigh that because I've been in that position uh, in an in a structure where I felt like I had to say positive things just to say positive things. But I want to look back at the last year and I want to ask the team member to do the same. What 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 was the last year like for you? And if we're doing our job and we have the documentation, you should have a whole notebook full of positive things that have happened over the last year. Let's pick out some of those highlights and look at the look at it on a developmental curve. Where has the growth been over the last year versus the last year has been not so great? which is where review processes tend to focus i think a lot of the time. Yeah. And then the middle part is where where are we right now? So like current state, how are things going? How do you feel about your job? What is, you know, what do you love the most about your job right now? What are you finding most challenging about your job right now? Few, present state, how are things going? State of state of the union, right? On both on both sides. Like this is and this is a conversation. This is not i've thought about all these traps to like catch you yeah, in this no. conversation. It yeah, is it right. is about really how do you feel about your job? Are you happy? Are you not happy? Like and where where are you going? And there's tons of resources out there for specific questions that you can ask your team in terms of one-on-ones and asking them how they feel about their current their current state at work. And then the last part for me is where I try and spend the bulk of the time in a review, which is where are we going? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do in the future, F- having it be as future facing as possible and looking at it very much from the perspective of what excites them? What do they love about their job? What do they want to do more of? And I love that you asked that question, like, how can I help them do more of the things that they, that they love, Andy, because that's really where you get the excitement and the enthusiasm and then the structure having to set goals, make them smart, figure out how to like check those boxes that becomes easier to do when there's excitement and passion behind and a why behind it. If somebody feels like they're doing it just to check the box, they're not going to be, it's it's, you're going to get BS. Like it's going to be crap in crap out. And so for me, it's about like what actually excites them about their job and then focusing on the questions that I want to ask to unlock that and drilling down into their why.
1: Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, Quick, quick pearls for doing these as well. So, other things I want to put. I agree with you, and I are are in the same page as far as figure out what you're trying to do. I liked your your idea of past, present, and future. It's a good way to set and organize the the thing structure. I, yeah, the structure. That's a good structure. I I like to sit and think about what am I? What is my purpose? What is my what is my What am I trying to create and accomplish here? That's just kind of how my brain tends to work. I think you can put those two things together into something really beautiful and make this thing. Uh, Rules of thumb for me is ideally, the person should not be surprised by anything they hear in the meeting, right? And that if you're like, if you're thinking about your your structure and you're like, oh boy, they're not going to know that I'm going to say this, then I would say, why haven't you communicated that to them before? You you know, like if you buy into the Andy idea of, we talk about how things are going, not in a scary way, just in a in a matter of fact, like, hey, I care about you. I want you to be successful. I, I want to support you. I'm going to be honest and transparent about what I need. I want you to be honest and transparent about what you need. Um, yes. You shouldn't get to the evaluation. And someone goes, Andy, you know, it's uh, it's been a bad year for you. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, it's been a great year for me. No, as an Andy. Like, I don't want that. And nobody yeah. wants that. So they yeah. should not be surprised by what you're going to say. And if they're uh-huh. going to be surprised, then we have some communication challenges that have nothing to do with the meeting itself. Uh, and we need to work on that. So uh, so number one, they should not be surprised. Number two, do everything you can to lower the stakes here. Try not to make this a big, scary meeting that they're going to stress out about for a yep. week. And they're going to walk in and their palms are going to sweat and their heart's going to race Like, that's not productive for actually accomplishing the goals that we talked about. If you're like, I want to support and develop this person. Great. Why don't you talk to them while they're having a panic attack? That'll be a great approach to take. (laughs) That'll really help. You're going to crush it. Go ahead. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So, like, do everything you can to not make this scary. And the other way you do that is by not telling them things they don't already know. Yep.
0: Yep. So yeah, what's your, what's
1: your, what's your third? You said three. Oh, so um,
0: keep them, keep them. I've got a third.
1: Well, I mean, I've I've got, I've got, I have a four if I (laughs) want. So,
0: so the um, last, well, the last big thing for me that we haven't talked about is for, for most people, the point of doing this is because there has to be some sort of scorekeeping. There has to be some sort of metric. And so for me, when it comes to thinking about the questions and even just making it looking back at the past, looking at the future state and um, the present state, the question for me is what kind of metrics am I going to use? How do I know what success looks like there? And that is, instead of using... I mean, even if you have to use a scale, right? And I've I've been there where it's like, you get one point for this thing and you get one, then work together to figure out what that success looks like so that you can define a way for them to know what the scale is and how it applies to them. Because that is one of the biggest sources of anxiety when it comes to employee evaluations is feeling like you don't actually know what the scale is and whoever's giving you your, uh, evaluation is making up the rules as they go. Go. I, I know. I, I love that. And so it's, it's as simple as like smart goal setting, right? If somebody says, I want to, I want to become a licensed technician in the next year. Well, that's a, that's a, maybe not an attainable goal depending on where they are, but it's a great goal because you can absolutely work backwards from there and break it down into a smart goal format where you can, it's time bound and you can measure it have they met or have they missed the mark for each one of those steps, right? And so for for me, that future facing is about like, let's dream big, but then let's take some time. And I like to make them two separate meetings because to so then your point, you're not sitting in a super long meeting. It's like, okay, look, we're excited about these things. How are we going to get there? What is the actual gonna goal going to look like? And sometimes you have team members who come in right off the bat and they know how to do that on their own. And you're also going to have team members that have no idea how to make that actually actionable and make a plan. But for me, that focus, that, ex- that excites me. That's my jam. Like I love sitting there and helping them figure out how are we going to do this? What is that going to look like? And how are we together going to measure this at the end of the time period? Next month, when I ask you, hey, how's it going working towards this goal? What is the scale that you are going to grade yourself on and that you would be okay with me grading you on as well? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, that I think that's great. Jumping back to the original
1: question, there was, you know, how do we do these evaluations? What questions do you ask? Who should answer the questions? And I think the implication here is uh, if you're trying to get a complete picture of someone and their performance, do you just ask that person, or do you ask other people? And the last question is: is uh, should management get evaluated? And so uh, let's let's go ahead. It would take five minutes right here at the end. Um, Stephanie, God, should management oh God, get you're evaluated? You're going to open
0: up another. Soap I know. Box but
1: at we're going to we're going to handle episode? this out in five minutes. We, I think another episode of how should manage and how should leadership get evaluated? I think it's a whole episode. Oh, but, um, but let's just lay this down real fast. Uh, on the count of three, let's both say whether or not management should get evaluations. One, two, three. Hell yes. yes. All, right, good. All right, good. I didn't know how that was going to go. I was like, this could be awkward. Uh, no. No, 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 no. It's, no, the answer is hell yes. And, and, and why? And why? Because go back to what I said. What's the point? If the point is to support this person and develop this person, I'm sorry, would you like to have one of these? Uh, mystery things that supports and develops you, you would say, absolutely. And so if this thing is meant to support you and develop you, then you would want one. And if it doesn't, uh, and if you don't want one, I think that's a really interesting thing for you to stop and think about and be like, I tell people, like, I don't want an evaluation. And I go, okay, (laughs) well, maybe we should change the evaluation. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Yes. And so anyway, so the answer is, if you buy into what Steph and I have been saying about evaluations first of all I hate the name but if you buy into a personal development plan uh, mm-hmm. meeting yep. a a a you know a personal development uh checkup or yeah. whatever um if you buy into that then it's more important that leaders get them than anybody right yes. like you need feedback just like the employees do we're yeah. all human we all have big blind spots we're all doing our best but we can't necessarily tell how we impact other people all the time, and so yes, uh, absolutely, leaders should have them. And so then the question becomes, you know, who should who should do them, and how do we do them? And I think that that's yeah. a whole other. I think it's a whole other episode. My my basic thing is this: remember why we're doing this right? Remember, it's about mentoring people and growing people. It's about getting feedback. It's about getting some guidance in how we develop. Basic things I'll give, if you want to pull in guidance from other people on your team to help get a more complete picture, you can do that. I have seen people blow their faces off doing this. And I'll tell you what you're not going to do. The 360 anonymous review. That's exactly it. You are not gonna do a 360 anonymous review. It's a terrible idea. Uh, it's a horrible idea. It's a terrible idea. It's a great idea. It's a terrible, horrible in practice reality thing. People, it is awful. Just I we don't have time to get into it. It's awful. Don't do it. I Stephanie, you've seen you've seen you've seen me ask for evaluations in our team and you kind of know how I try to get that feedback and you can comment about how well it works or whatever. But one of my true beliefs is um, if you're going to get feedback on other people on your team from their coworkers, or if you're the leader and you're asking for feedback, you want to ask in a way that minimizes the chances of bad behavior um, and unfair analysis, things like that. And so one of the quick ways I'll say that I do is I'm a big fan of what I call stars and wishes. And so I'll say, hey, guys, I'm looking for stars and wishes on Stephanie Goss. And stars and wishes means a star is, tell me what she's great at. Tell me what she does that you appreciate. Tell me what she's wonderful about. And then a wish is, what would you like to see Stephanie work on in the future? And those are the two questions. Tell yep. me what she's great at. Tell me what you love better. Tell me what you'd like to see her work on in the future. Do not tell me about what she did last week. Don't tell me about the time that she hurt your feelings. <laughs> you know, that that's it. Um, yes. just Just tell me that stuff. And yeah. honestly, like, I have never done anonymous evaluations just because, God, I hope that my people oh, trust it's en- enough. Yeah. I hope my people trust enough to say, um, hey, this is this is a concern that I have. And like it's up to me to be a good steward of their trust. It's up to me. I hope that anyone on my team who had a problem with someone else would come to me and say, hey. I'm having this problem or this is a concern that I'm having. Yes. And if they yeah. wouldn't do that, I'm like, oh, man, I I have I have not been doing a good job as being a steward of the trust of my team. And I need to work on that. So anyway, that's yeah. in a nutshell that that's those are my big takeaways on on those sorts of uh, other person reviews.
0: Yeah, I think that that piece needs to be very targeted and very smart in the questions that you're asking because that is the most dangerous part of the evaluation process. It's where I see it blow up every single time where it's blown up on me as a manager having used that framework and where it has blown up on me as a team member giving people an anonymous open-ended source to be able to just vent like, don't, don't do it don't 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 blow your don't blow your foot off that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say but but it is an area where it can be it can be really useful you have to choose the right questions and so asking about asking about things that are objective is the key here because you know if you are asking questions that basically allow people to not be objective and to give their to let their like feelings and emotions weigh into it, it's going to get messy really quick. And so, you know, asking things that are truly objective and measuring, like weighing it within the context of the relationship, right? Like I need to know, and that's why I hate it being anonymous because I might have a kennel team member that has worked with me one day in a whole year. I want to be able to hear what they have Mm -hmm. to say, but wait, that differently than the feedback that might come from you, Andy, where we've worked together as doctor and technician side by side three days a week for the last twelve months, right? Like right. I want that to have, I want that to, to to be able to have weight, and I can't do that if it's an anonymous system.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: All right, well, oh, that's man, what we we've. Are. We've created like four other podcast episodes for ourselves out of this conversation. There's a lot
1: of ranting in this podcast. There's a lot of ranting. I hope that there were some good, actual, useful tips. I, 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 I hope have a, there was. I have ideas for like three different blogs. So <laughs> we've got we got that going for us, and that's nice. Okay, all Take right. Take care, everybody.
0: everybody. Have a fantastic week. See everybody. Bye. Well, gang, that's a wrap on another episode of the podcast. And as always, this was so fun to dive into the mailbag and answer this question. And I would really love to see more things like this come through the mailbag. If there is something that you would love to have us talk about on the podcast or a question that you are hoping that we might be able to help with, feel free to reach out and send us a message. You can always find the mailbag at the website. The address is unchartedvet.com forward slash mailbag, or you can email us at podcast at unchartedvet.com. Take care, everybody, and have a great week. We'll see you again next time.